Yeah, they do. I don't know anyone who does that, but uh, I hear they're out there. Uh, how you doing? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a minute, as the kids as say. The kids say. Yeah, yeah dude. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been lit, fam. Yeah, so how you doing? Fine. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How's your mental uh, health <laughs> progressing? Uh, Situation normal? All uh, fucked up? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. I... About, I guess, three weeks ago or a month ago, maybe? I don't know. I had the notion of going off of the SSRI. Oh, yeah. And so I started weaning myself off uh, with the guidance of my therapist and my pharmacist. Mm -hmm. And a week and a half into it, I was like, nope. Mm -hmm. Let's get back on those. Well, at least you're honest enough to realize. Oh yeah, that's just not gonna just not gonna work. No, so it. But before you continue, why did you want to wean off of it? Because I don't it... want to be on them forever. They, right. They. They're not giving you any bad side effects, are they? Oh yeah. Oh, are they? Not catastrophic, right? But, but enough well, to I annoy. Well, I guess. I guess. One of the side effects is considered a significant side effect. Okay. But because of what it had fixed... Yeah. It was kind of worth it. It wasn't kind of worth it. It, it was absolutely worth, it. worth right. it. Right. And a big one is the sexual side effects. Right. Uh, I just... Uh, disinterest. Can't get my dick hard. If I do, it's, it's hard work. Pardon the pun. Even flaccid wiener is smaller. Like it just, it's shutting down the environment down there. Hmm. And that's not uncommon. Um, and I'm on another drug that is supposed to counteract that. And? It is not working. Hmm. It's not doing it. <clears throat> it's a funny balance of going, I, I kind of want off it. So that was the first attempt. Mm -hmm. um, one, because I, I was never sure... And you can't be sure until you are if it was trauma-based uh, issues or if it was biochemical. And it turns like it's biochemical. There's something wrong with my brain. So that's an interesting lesson to have learned. So I may be on these or these type of things forever. So now the next step is whenever I get the gusto to do it to maybe try out a different one to see how it goes. The problem with that is um, they, they can go sideways on you. Like going on an SSRI can, well, it's fucking with your brain chemistry for one. Mm -hmm. Like, right? Like it could go bad. But some side effects are suicide. Like, right. Yeah. Like, so there are other aspects that contribute to the sexual dysfunction in my life. Mm-hmm. So until those are resolved, mm -hmm. um, I might not jump the gun because they some of them existed before I started the pills. Is there, is there, because of your previous history leading up to this moment, an ang an extra degree of anxiety surrounding your libido 
that's oh, yeah. making it even harder yeah. to get hard. Get ready. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely it does. Yeah. Shit, man, that's what ED is all about. Right. It's very it's, rarely it's in your head. Very rarely is it physical. Pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Very rarely is it uh, something physical. It's right. Usually in your head. Yeah. So if I get those resolved, um, maybe that'll be fine. But yeah, I was just hoping to be off. Other side effects are like if I don't take it at the right time with food, I'll have the shits all day. Mm. It's devastating to yeah. my guts. Yeah. And it's that was probably one of the biggest ones. Just waterworks all day long yeah so it, that was just a horrible way to live because it was great when it resolved the catastrophic thoughts of mm -hmm. OCD mm -hmm. but now that I'm used to not having them yeah like it, it's not worth shitting my brains out mm -hmm. so all that said yeah my mental health is definitely on on the up uh, also because of the chronic pain that I've been dealing with for the last number of months, um, seeing a number of physiotherapists, chiropractors, blah, 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 blah. I was recommended to a specific Pilates instructor. Mm -hmm. And I went and saw her, and I, for the first time ever, I've actually had hope. Mm -hmm. After the first time meeting her, mm -hmm. it was a kind of situation where... She's like, if you do this, I bet it hurts right here. And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, good, okay, okay. And she started just tying things together. Like she just knew what was going on mm -hmm. when nobody else previous had any idea. Mm -hmm. So I've been uh, going to Pilates for the last couple weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's a slow go. She's like, this is going to take for fucking ever mm -hmm. because it's a mess. And we have to go slow because you have... Yeah, you don't want to break anything. Right. That's the whole focus yeah, of Pilates is we go... Like quite often when you're stretching or shit like that, they say go right to where it hurts. Like yes. just stop. She's like, we're not nope. even going there. Yeah. Don't even go there. Yeah. We're going before that. Yeah. I don't want to see you wince. If you wince, you've gone too far. Right. The idea is to slowly limber you up. Yep. Just get there. Mm-hmm. So, and doing so, and the range of motion in my shoulder has um, changed quite significantly. Hmm. Um, the pain isn't gone, but having the hope and seeing results is um, really good. I think you're going to find that as you progress through your capacity to do more with that Pilates, you're probably going to start to notice... Hey, I don't quite hurt as bad Absolutely as I used to. Oh, yeah, I have no doubt about that. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. No, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, so that's just started. It's only been a couple weeks, so. So, um, what things what happening the in the world do you want to talk about? How about them Jews, huh? The, that was so funny. Well, we kept... Well, we kept postponing the next episode recording. Yeah. Adam's first thought was, gee, I hope the Jew war isn't over by the time we see each other again. 
something to talk about. No, ma'am. And it ain't. No, man, they blew up a bunch of ambulances today. And uh, something tells me it's not going to be for quite some time. Because now Lebanon wants to get involved. Hezbollah wants to get involved. Iran wants to get involved. None of it's new, though. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. They're not going to get involved. Well, if they feel they can bruise a few egos, they might. I don't know, man. But that's really <coughs> all I have to say about that. That's all you have to say about that? <laughs> Pretty much. Because it's like well, history who's are you on? It's like history repeating itself. It's not like, it's literally. Yeah. Whose team am I on? Well, yeah. Team I Jew, mean, team, team Palestine. You better pick one. You gotta pick one. I don't I don't. You actually. have to. No, you don't. Yeah. No, oh, that's yeah. the rule. If you've been paying attention, you have to pick one. Well, you got to go protest somebody. Right. Pick one. Right. Right. You can't be mad at everybody. Yeah. Well, just because they're the ones that started it, I'm not going to pick Hamas. The problem that I have with that whole thing is that when Israel attacks somebody, you can blame the nation and its people yeah. because they elected that government. Yeah. It's, their, it's their government. They're the deciders. And the people have essentially, you know, propped up those deciders. Yep. Yeah. So that's that. Mm -hmm. On the Palestinian side, though, Hamas does not speak for Palestine. Nope. But they're the ones who started it. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you get right down to it, I do feel for the Palestinians mm -hmm. as a people, but Hamas was definitely at fault and shouldn't have done this. So, so what's there to... Okay. Yeah, the I'm, thing I'm, is, I'm, there's going to be as many or more innocent Palestinians killed as a result of Israel fighting back as there will be Hamas people killed. Oh, far more civilians, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the argument? And this is devil's advocate. I, um, I'm just curious... Remember, I'm I'm militantly non-committal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, devil's advocate. So you're right. Hamas did what they did October seventh. They quote unquote started it. Yes. But why does Hamas exist? That's a loaded ass question. I guess. That's from a long time ago. I wish I could answer it with a degree of accuracy and facts, because I can't. Well, but my be, guess would be uh, he because in a concentration camp. I think it's I think it goes deeper than that. Does it? Well, the history of Israel. Israel was set up as a country by Western nations uh -huh. to give Jews that were at risk of being exterminated by the Russians and the Germans somewhere to live. Sure. Yeah. Where they would be out of reach uh -huh. by those actors. Uh -huh. Those world actors. That's true. The problem is they decided to use territory that belonged to the Palestinians. Yes. If I were a Palestinian, I'd be I'd be torqued. Yeah. And that's never going to go away. Ever. Ever. No. It's just never going to go away. So that's why Hamas exists. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, it is. It's it is. You're dude. in our fucking territory, dude. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Right. We're going to make your life miserable till you leave. So who started it? Did Hamas really start it on October 7th? Uh, in the big picture, no. Right. But 
they were behaving themselves for the longest time. That's an interesting choice of words. I can't imagine you actually mean it that condescendingly. They were behaving themselves. The prisoners were doing, were behaving themselves. That's wild. Okay, they weren't rebelling for a while. Okay. They Physically, obviously. Okay, okay, yeah. They weren't actively taking hostages and trying to kill people. Right. Like, the Hamas Act was essentially in the dictionary, you know, definition of the term, terrorizing Israel by that act. Right. Yeah, he sure did. Yes. Very effectively. Yes. None of what has transpired then or since is going to fix the problem. No. None of it. Not unless Israel can figure out a way to kill all two million of them. Which exactly. they're apparently trying to do. It sure looks like they're trying to do that. Yeah, under the pretext of, we have to destroy Hamas. Yes, of and course. If, and if a bunch of innocent Palestinians have to die because of it, well, that's Hamas's fault. Yes. And Palestine, Palestinians' fault for following them in the first place. Right. For allowing them. them to, you know... Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a shit show. It's so atrocious. Just... All I can say Committing is I'm just, all these war I'm just glad I, I, I wasn't born into that culture. Oh, my God. Because... It's so great to be white. It's crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> Man, we rolled the dice. Canadians just cannot fathom that shit. Mm-mm. Which is one of the reasons why... Not the white Canadians. No, no, definitely not. The indigenous ones sure not got the, a taste. Not the... Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. But I mean, it's 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 yet another reason why, um, when Canadian soldiers were sent into uh, Bosnia, mm-hmm. when the fighting was <laughs> apparently about to stop, but not not really though, right? Because <laughs> the Serbs were nowhere near done, <laughs> <laughs> even though everyone said, "Okay, okay, we'll stop." And the Serbs are like, yeah, sure. Sure we will. Try and stop us. And when the Canadians got over there, even though they were prepared for what they were going to see, nothing can prepare you for for driving down a street and seeing whole families executed and laid out on their front lawn with their animals and their you know, their livestock. Yeah. And everything for everybody to see. Yep. We cannot fathom that level of hatred. Nope. We cannot. I guess the states, whoever, said that if, like, gave Israel a bit of a, a scolding, right. if you will, today. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if you keep I up with this that. wild shit. Right, right. Like. Yeah. Like, you might not have us for much longer. Right. And then, after that statement was said, they did that airstrike on the hospital and targeted those ambulances today. And said that they did it. hmm <laughs> Wow. Wow. Bet you there was lots of Hamas in those ambulances. Mm-hmm. Cocksuckers. Yeah. It's just so wild. Like, stuff I didn't know... Because the last big kerfuffle between these two, I was young enough to not really give a fuck. Right. Right? 
other side of the planet, yeah, yeah. up your own ass, yeah, kind of thing. Doesn't affect me in any way. And also, the data wasn't as readily available. True, because now it's we were reliant on whatever the journalists were able to yeah. find out, and it usually wasn't enough to make any kind of an informed judgment, right? Because all they were doing was reporting what was happening then and there. Right, at that spot. They were never talking about the whole length of the right. conflict from the beginning. And that's the, and that's the information that I've, I've learned. Now, I admittedly don't know um, a lot from the Israel side. Like, you hear a lot from the Palestinian side just how they're treated. And this, and from like foreign journalists who have been to Gaza prior to this, mm-hmm. but just that the IDF just assassinate people, like they just mm-hmm. kill people, mm-hmm. and they live in a concentration, a walled camp. Yes, and they. Well, um, how about the expansion of of Israeli territories? Yeah, the yeah they just Watching go in and that take over. over the year has always made me go, why why would you do that? Yeah, like you're living in their land in the first place. Why would you keep pushing the envelope and poking the bear? Like it just didn't make any sense to me. No. So that that's why I say like nothing good is ever going to come of this. And until Israel allows the Palestinians to actually set up their own land, and of course it doesn't help that the West Bank and Gaza are separate from each other, um, it's like having two prisoners, or two prisons. Yeah. And the prisoners aren't even allowed to, you know, associate with each other, even though they're related. Sometimes literally. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Very literally. Yep. Yeah, it's it's um, it's bizarre. I can't identify with it because it's totally outside of my realm of uh, existence and acceptable behavior. Um, but I at least had the decency to read the history on how all of this unfolded, and came to the realization that well, if you really want to get down to it, Israel is living in someone else's territory. Boy, uh, that. Funny how that's never happened in the world before, hey? Yeah. <laughs> White people stealing fucking land from the people that's been living there for thousands of years? That shit never happens. That's why, you know, I would love it. I would absolutely... I w- it would make me even prouder to be Canadian if we changed that line in the national anthem. Our home on native land because it's so fitting right closer to home there's a few things that are kind of making me shake my head what well to start with this ad campaign the government of alberta seems to feel necessary to try to sell all over the country tell the feds you heard about this? I need more information. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, the federal government have a plan to try to uh, get to net zero or better in the grid. 
the energy grid uh -huh. by 2035. They feel it's doable. Uh, they feel that if we set an ambitious uh, timeline like that, we could become world leaders in greening our grid and, you know, have technology and uh, expertise to sell to the rest of the world when they get around to doing it, which, uh, hate to break it to everybody, but yeah. they already are. Oh, yeah. Like in a big way. In fact, America is actually making us look like cave dwellers in terms of how much they're investing in greening their energy grid, which blows my mind that they would beat us at it. But anyway, the Alberta government, of course, uh, because all they care about is keeping the oil and gas industry alive as long as possible, are totally against the timeline and say, we'll agree to greening the energy grid in Alberta, but only by 2050. 2035 is bullshit. Can't be done without destroying our economy, which is actually nonsense because the feds aren't asking us to shut down oil and gas. They're just asking us to go carbon neutral, which means you can still have your oil and gas emissions so long as you reduce emissions elsewhere, which can be done. So, you know... Stop making up this nonsense that it can't be done because it can. And stop making it sound like the attack is purely against oil and gas. It's not. It's against emissions. Period. All stop. So, uh, since it didn't sound like the feds were flinching at their threat, they started an ad campaign called Tell the Feds. And they were basically saying things like, oh, um, if the feds get their way, you all are going to be suffering with quadruple uh, utility bills. Right. Random blackouts. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, you know, the, the inability to rely on your technology and your heat because of their stupid policy. Tell the feds that this is unacceptable. Kudos to the rest of the country who were subjected to these inane advertisements. They're laughing their asses off. Of course. BC are like, what are you talking about? We're almost there. Where the feds want us to be, we're almost there. We'll be there way before 2035. And we're doing okay. Um, Ontario are like, what are you even talking about right now? We are mostly nuclear, and the rest is coal converted to natural gas, and we're investing more in nuclear. We're expanding the nuclear that does exist, and now we're going to build some small modular nuclear reactors. So, booyah! Don't know what the hell you guys are talking about, but we're going to be producing a hell of a lot more electricity with no additional emissions. Don't know what you're talking about. Quebec are like, dude, we are the greenest fucking province in the country because we get all of our electricity from hydro. All of it. We've got so much hydroelectricity, we're providing half of New England with what's left. So they are like just... Like, slapping themselves silly, laughing at this ad campaign. 
And, you know, yeah, okay, sure, the Maritimes are a little bit behind the times, but a uh, few investments here and there by the feds and fix that problem. Real quick. Especially if small modular nuclear reactors do end up being the be-all, end-all. That'd be wild, dude. Throw a few of them into the eastern provinces. Problem solved. Yeah, a few. You mean like two? Yeah. <laughs> two or three. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be very many. No. Uh-uh. And um, so, yeah, it's like Alberta. Alberta's doing all these things right now that are making us the laughing stock of the country. Yeah. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. But anyway, the latest thing that um, uh, our premier said, which just blew my mind, made it very clear that she has no idea what she's talking about. Uh, she was talking to some people assembled uh, that were talking about the future of uh, greening the grid. And somebody mentioned batteries, battery storage, utility uh, grade, utility level battery storage. And she said, yeah, I, I don't believe in batteries. She goes, they're too expensive. It would cost this many million just to have this many hundred megawatts of battery storage. Um, and if you scale that up to what Alberta would need, uh, it would cost like, you know, trillions of dollars. Um, and then she shut the conversation down without giving anybody a chance to rebut her um, ridiculous idea. Because number one, she was using um, cost data that's over 10 years old. Battery prices have plummeted. Battery density has quadrupled, if not quintupled, just in the last few years. Um, and no one is suggesting that we use batteries to make the whole grid's worth of electricity available. That's a lot of batteries. They're talking about batteries able to store what wind and to a certain degree solar produces so that when they're not they the power is still there can still be drawn from um, never mind the fact that there's a lot more ways to store energy than putting electricity into batteries there's gravity fed uh, storage where you pump water up into a high reservoir with the leftover power that you're generating from renewable energy. And then when that renewable energy isn't present, you let all that water fall down, turn turbines like hydroelectricity, and then you get your power back. Um, and that's only the beginning. Like I think in Europe, one of the things that I learned that they started doing in Germany, which is like, those Germans, um, they figured, hey, we got all these wind turbines blowing all night long when the grid doesn't need any power. What do we got to do to store that energy so that we can use it again during the day? And then somebody had the bright idea, how about we take all of the cold storage warehouses that we have scattered around the country, and instead of having their fridges uh, storing things at a freezer temperature of like minus 7 or minus 8... Let's take them down to like minus 20, minus 25 using all that leftover wind energy. And then in the morning, just shut them off. 
because it's going to take them all damn day to thaw. To thaw. To get back up to minus 10. Right. And then when the wind turbines start blowing again after the sun goes down, drive it back down to minus 20, minus 25 again. So that's what they're doing. They have found a way to store leftover energy in the form of cold in warehouses. Without any initial investment. No. Yeah. That's yeah. Wild. Didn't have to build a damn thing. No, that's crazy. Just had to turn the thermostat down. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, Oh, you're saving me a lot of money. Like, holy shit. Wow. Weird. I know. So, yeah, it's obvious that uh, this government just doesn't want to play ball. You know what I wonder about? And they're going to use, you know, ridiculous excuses. Everything they can. People yeah. don't know any better. Yeah, and they don't. Nope. And they, do, and they simply don't. What about, um, so the federal government has this... Has this plan, has it been passed or is it been In ratified? No, it has no. not. Okay. It has not been floated as official legislation yet. Okay. Like, will it be before What's-His-Nuts gets in to power? Because God uh, knows the liberals aren't doing it again. Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, it'll depend on the NDP. Because, let's face it, the NDP are propping up the liberal government. So, so long as the NDP are for it, and they should be, sure, uh, it'll pass. But what about... Uh, but when Peter Pe Pepper gets in power, yeah, which is very likely... Oh, yeah. I don't um, think there's a doubt. What will he do? Yeah, he'll probably tear it down. Yeah. He'll probably go, yeah, fuck it. We're not doing it. Right. Yeah. The thing that I find is interesting about politics is that it's all smoke and fucking mirrors. Because... You can have a government say, we're not supporting this, and it's happening in the background anyway. Yeah, it's so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's government has it's never... dagger. Yeah. Yeah, it's greasy. Well, never mind that. It's that. No government in the world has ever been able to stop progress. You might get to slow it down for a while. Yeah. But if there's money to be made... Yeah. It's a coming. It's coming. Yep. And there is money to be made. So, it's inevitable. So much money. So, yeah. It's... You can rant and rave all you want. It's coming. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Here's some statistics for you. Okay. Blew my mind. Uh, Tesla. Holy fuck, man. I wish I could have been... I wish I could have quoted and documented when Sandy Monroe, who was an ex-Ford GM automotive engineer who has now got his own company who are in the business of at the behest of car companies but also for their own curiosity tear down and reverse engineer cars that are handed over to them tell us what you think about the production value of this vehicle and Tesla were like first in line saying here here's a Model 3 tear it down Tell, tear it apart, tell us what you think. And Monroe is honest. And then the next generation of Tesla, when the plants, new plants were built and they were able to build, try their own process and their own efficiencies and their own metal stamping and their own parts procurement and their own uh, uh, technology and computers and um, 
uh, and a part sharing strategy. Like a lot of people don't realize the Model Y and the Model 3 share 85% of their parts with each other. Hmm. There's no other car company in the world that can claim two different models that they make sharing 85% of the parts. Yeah, that's just smart. After the second generation of the Model 3 and the, even the first generation of the Model Y, Sandy Monroe of Monroe & Associates made the following prediction. He said, when they asked him, what do the other car companies need to do to catch up to Tesla? And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, many of them won't survive. They waited too long. He said every moment that they hesitate rather than trying to catch up and perhaps even bypass Tesla, they are screwing themselves. They are, they are making themselves obsolete. Right. And the, the proof is finally manifesting itself. VW, their EV sales have stalled everywhere except Europe. They tried to establish a foothold in China. Too late. Tesla's already there, and the rest of the market is being filled by China's own car companies. So VW's fucked because China was going to be the answer to their future, and they don't have it. And North America are looking at the VW and going, why would I buy that piece of shit when I can get a Tesla? The value proposition just isn't there. Right. If VW made a $25,000 EV, okay, now we're talking. But they don't. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty much a done... It's pretty much, a, it's pretty much game over. Hmm. And not only that, but Europe, <laughs> China's going, Hi, can we sell Geely and B BYD brand cars in Europe? And Europe's like, no! Because <laughs> they know if they let China into the European market, it's done. Volkswagen, Porsche, Audi, Renault, yeah. Peugeot, they're oh, finished. Yeah. They're finished. They're finished. They waited too long to get into the game. And now it's manifesting. So, but, but what's funny about that is that American journalists, American news outlets, are, are using that phenomenon to suggest... See, EVs aren't uh, all they're cracked up to be. Because look at all these EVs that are sitting in dealer lots. They can't sell them. No, you're right, though. They can't. But it's not because EVs don't have a future. And here's the proof. Tesla is outselling all, all the other EV brands combined times two. So if you took... All yeah. of the EVs made by every other brand in the world doubled it. Tesla's still selling more cars. That is mind-boggling. That's crazy. It's just, it's nuts. <laughs> in the Netherlands now, or is it Den... No, Denmark. Uh, they just released new statistics. In Denmark, the Model Y is the best-selling car, period. Not even gas models. The Model Y is the top seller, period, of all cars. And that is slowly right. spreading. Where the fuck are we getting all these batteries? 
Well, they're being made by... I'm, they're being made by the manufacturers in partnership with traditional battery manufacturers. Like Tesla where, and Panasonic where that question are come, Where that question comes from is... Like, where are we getting the material to yeah, the or The horror that cobalt, cobalt mines are. Yeah. You know what, though? Here's, here's... And I had a really long, hard think about that. Because let's pretend for a moment... Let's, let's pretend we live in a world where electric vehicles don't exist. Okay. Or they're not powered by batteries. Okay. They're powered by fucking... <laughs> Compressed air or hydrogen. Sure. Okay? Yep. Where are all these people who are aghast at the damage we're doing to the earth to get all of these metals and elements out of the ground in building computers and phones and microwaves and fucking washers and dryers and gas-powered cars? What do you think? They're made from fucking bamboo forests? Right. No. They're using the same material. The only added uh, the only added element or the only added factor to this is that the batteries that are being made are using uh, elements and minerals that we traditionally haven't sought out that much of in the past. But we still needed lithium to make lithium-ion batteries for our phones and our laptops and our fucking tablets. Yeah. So how come nobody was making a stink about all of that shit? All of a sudden now, because uh, electric cars are such a disruptor, now everyone's focused on the boogeyman that is, oh, we got to find a way to fucking take some of the air out of this tire. So how do we do it? Well, we do it. By making up all these stories and over-exaggerating the impact that it's having on the environment, having to mine all of these um, elements and minerals and everything else. Um, I watched a very interesting video just a few weeks ago, and they sat down and they said, let's, um, let's take a long, serious look at some of the myths that continue to prevail today that just aren't even close to being true. Like, um, the problem with uh, EV batteries is that once you're done with them, they're useless. Right. And they're just going to end up in the dump. And all the panelists who were experts in the field said, just so you know, not one car battery has ever made it to the dump. Ever. Even the ones that don't work anymore to the level that they would need to in order to be used in an electric car. All of the batteries that have come out of the electric cars in the world today have all either been refurbished, the bad cells removed and replaced with new ones so that they could be used again in an electric car, or it's too expensive because too many of the cells are beyond fixing, but there are applications where the cells don't need to operate at full capacity, like setting a battery up in your house to store extra electricity for when the price of electricity is high or there's not enough power on the grid to provide enough electricity. They said that application is already being used. 
and they're also using those batteries in mass battery storage, utility-grade battery storage solutions. Never mind the fact that now there are actual companies that are recycling the actual contents of the batteries. When they're totally beyond any kind of use, they tear them apart and they recoup all the elements. And it's like 90% recovery. So they said, all of everybody's worries about what are we going to do with all these fucking batteries? Turns out, business solved it. On its own. Because again, here comes that magic sentence. If there's money to be made, people will figure it out. Mm. And they did. That's just one example. Never mind the fact that all the companies that make the batteries, what, you don't think they realize that they got to wean themselves off of the components that are just not sustainable? That's all they've been working on is trying to find better chemistries that are cheaper Mm -hmm. and more sustainable. And each new generation of battery has got a different chemistry that's using fewer and fewer rare uh, elements. So the amount of cobalt we used to use has dropped significantly. Um, The amount of manganese we used to use has dropped significantly. We're using a lot more iron now. We're using a lot more copper. Um, Even the amount of lithium being used is starting to drop. And some would suggest that give it 10 years, uh, we may not even need to use lithium anymore. Mm. It's the wild, wild west right now, and everything's changing all the time. And that's one of the reasons why the big uh, car companies that have been around for over 100 years can't keep up because they move as slow as government do and they just they don't have the motivation or the culture to change right. fast enough. Um, Chevy almost. Chevy was so fucking close. She, um, Chevy have the most popular non-Tesla electric vehicle in the Bolt. But it has a fatal flaw. And that was the slow charge rate. Mm -hmm. They can only charge uh, 55 kilowatts, Mm -hmm. whereas most modern uh, electric cars are charging at 250 plus. Some cases even 350. The Bolt can only charge at 55, which makes road trips kind of a pain. But home charging overnight, still achievable. So it's the perfect tool around town car, but it's a shitty road trip car. Whereas if you were to buy a Tesla or a fucking Ford Mach-E or a, you know, an Ionic or a fucking Audi e-tron or whatever, you'd probably have a better road trip experience because you could charge faster. Tesla is pushing the envelope so fast and everybody's just going... What the fuck did they just do now? Wait. Hmm. What? They 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 figured out com- they figured out full self-driving without any fucking radar? Cameras only? What the hell? Huh. How the hell did he do that? <laughs> Meanwhile, all the other self-driving competition have got fucking spinning things on rooftops and fucking right. doodads sticking out the grill of the front of the car. Tesla's like cameras, man. Car can see it. Yeah, like car can avoid it. Right? Yeah. Like, e- even they couldn't have predicted that because they started with radar and yeah. and sight, and then once their uh, computers got smart enough and their neural net got smart enough, 
to train the computers how to drive, they were like, holy shit. Can we maybe get a, yeah, can we maybe get away with no radar? And they tried it, and they were like, holy shit, it works. We can. We can do it. He can see. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucking car can see. Yeah, it's because you put cameras all over the goddamn place. Yeah, there's a lot of cameras on there. There is. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's nuts. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, getting back to my original prediction, it's like, governments can rant and rave and say what they will. They're going to fight the power. They're going to fight the trend. They're going to fight progress. And they're we're going to look back on this day and go, what a bunch of maroons. I don't think anyone's going to say what a bunch of maroons. No. 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 What do you think? I don't think so. No. Lit fam. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they'll say, but I won't understand it. Yeah. What episode is this? 37. What are you reading? What am I reading? Before you go. Uh, Nothing at the moment. Uh I wrapped up. Um, I wrapped up that last book that I was reading. Yeah. Yep. And, um... That was, uh... Was that the trio? Yeah. Book two of the trio. Which was... And you didn't read the third? Not yet. Oh, I'm not ready. Okay, okay. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. (laughs) Guys, I'm not ready! I just, I just wanted to take a break. Uh, it was called uh, Absolution Gap, and there is another one to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be even harder to digest than the first two were, um, because now the the protagonist has completely switched to a whole other like dimension. Cool. Yeah. Dimensional shift. So, I get, I need to be ready. I've read, I've read a few books since. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read one called Black Flags, The Rise mm-hmm. of ISIS. Oh yeah. It tells a story. It's not a story. It tells the tale of, essentially how ISIS came to be. Okay. The book ends, Nonfiction. Yeah, the wow. book ends with the like the last chapter finally says ISIS and it was just all the build up and all the fuck ups that took place Mm. that led to like apathy of the American government or misunderstanding or Mm -hmm. assumptions being made Mm -hmm. not understanding culture Mm -hmm. and uh, on the part of the Americans on part of the Americans Yeah. yeah it was it was mostly tossed and shade at the Americans, but it's the West that didn't fucking do anything when they really should have. Mm-hmm. So that was actually a really uh, a very interesting book. Learned uh, more about it than I ever knew. How fucked up Jordan was and how bad Iraq, Iraq really was. Oh, yeah. Like, you oh, knew yeah. it was bad, but like, how real bad it was. Right. Yeah. And not really having a solid understanding of what life is like 
in that part of the world mm -hmm. because it's so foreign to me. Like tribes and like you have a country and to me a country is a country. Yeah, we're all the same. Yeah, we have the basically, same culture, basically same the same deal. values. Yeah, not over there. Not over there. Nope. No, you go over here and they'll kill you. I'm like, wow. Okie doke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okie doke. And again, another example of it took a fascist dictator to keep everybody in line. Yeah. And the minute he was toppled, it was like, okay. Free for all. Yep. Here we go. All right. Who got the power? I got the power. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Not if I have anything to do with it. And then I'll help her. And then the Americans walked in and went, what? Yeah. The living fuck is well, going on here? And they just made it worse. Yeah, so most a lot of the stories about Zarqawi. Oh, I, yeah. And I was only familiar with the name, mm -hmm. but how big of a deal that dude was. Mm -hmm. And... Um, how did he become such a big deal? He, so he was in jail. The story starts off basically with him in jail. Yeah. Um, with a mentor of his who was um, an Islamist. Back when they weren't really called Islamists mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. And um, Zarqawi was... In his previous life to being in jail, he was a hoodlum. He was just a nefarian. Right. Got up to no good, drinking and fight like... Yeah. Not a Muslim. Right. And then he got into jail. Or before he went to jail, he started to see things um, that... Like he was on the wrong path, blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. blah. So then he becomes this mentor of his right-hand man. Basically, he was the muscle. Mm -hmm. And his mentor was the brains. Yeah. And then when the king of Jordan died, um, his son came into power. Mm -hmm. And as is tradition, I guess, when royalty changes, um, you let out a bunch of prisoners. Oh, yeah. And you, you keep the real bad ones. Yeah. But you let out a bunch just mm. as a sign of good faith. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So the new King of Jordan got a bad list and let out a bunch of real bad dudes. Ooh. So there's the first mistake. Right. And so this Arkawi guy got out and the Jordanian government was watching him like a hawk. Mm-hmm. And then he left Jordan. He left Jordan. He left Jordan. <laughs> Solves that problem. <laughs> yeah, went to Afghanistan yeah. for a while. Yeah, saw some wild shit with Al Qaeda. Yeah, and was like, okay, Al Qaeda's all right, but um, he he dug what Osama bin Laden did by, you know, orchestrating airplanes into buildings. Mm -hmm. But he was like, mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, but you're not not you're not doing enough here, right? So then he started. Um, it's time to put the fear into the people. Into the here. people here, yeah, right. So then he started killing other Muslims, and he actually, he's the first one to behead somebody on, 
on the internet. Uh-huh. So how uh, we all now know that these terrorists behead people. Mm-hmm. He was the first guy to do it. Mm. And it was literally him on the first video. They just randomly picked an American, this mm-hmm. American guy, who was a who was a goof. He was yeah. shouldn't have been over in there yeah. over there in the first place. But they grabbed him and put him on screen and cut his head off. And the world was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this guy had just achieved a level of terrorism that could never be repeated. No one had ever seen anything like that before. And now, then it just became the norm. Like, he's releasing videos, and his people were releasing videos all the time chopping off people's heads. This is just what he did. And this went on for quite some time until, until people were like, like... Uh, people in the upper echelons of tribes and stuff like that were like, you need to chill the fuck out, dude. Like, this is too much. Like, you're killing, like, suicide bombing places and killing innocent people, which is forbidden in the Quran. Right. Forbidden. You don't kill innocent civilians. And he was like, fuck it, they're not innocent. And I've got these fucking yeah. people telling me that they, yeah. it's yeah. all good. Yeah. And they were like, no. So he was humbled a couple times and blah, blah, blah. And eventually, like the Americans are trying to find this fucking guy, but cannot find him. Mm-hmm. So years and years and years, and then eventually they do. And they go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a wild book. It was a wild, it was really cool because it was just stuff that you hear the name. I've heard the name Zarqawi and it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's probably a bad dude. And then you read it, you're like, oh, this is a very bad dude. Yeah. These are bad people. Yes. Not just like, ooh, that guy's bad. Just, wow. Yeah. Like, you can't even imagine someone so evil. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I read that. I read It. Did I tell you that? Yes. Okay. And I just finished a book called, and I'm sure you've read it. Maybe not, though. Stranger in a Strange Land. Yes. Been a while. Holy fuck, I couldn't man. tell you what it's about anymore. It's about a dude who was born on Mars. Yeah. And was a human. Yeah. Born on Mars. Like, his, there was a space shuttle with ten super geniuses. Yeah. Fired off to Mars. Yeah. Somebody there, had, they had a baby. Yeah. But then they all died there. Yeah. But the kid survived and the Martians took care of the kid. Yeah. So they're Martians. But then another ship showed up and the Martians were like, okay, you can have your kid back. And they brought the kid back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So then it's just this, this guy acclimating to life back on Earth. And he's all weird and he's got weird powers. And this is Robert A. Heinlein, of course. Yes. Yeah. I like a lot of his books. I, uh, yeah, so that's what about, and then he, then it switches to, like, there's three books. Mm-hmm. Not three novels, but three yep. sections of the book. Yep. And uh, book two, it's about him traveling around and just figuring things out. Yep. And book three, he's created a religion. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, so it's like an alternate uh, Jesus story, almost. 
Almost. Yeah. 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 Thou art, thou art God. And uh, I was really into the first part of it, mm-hmm. it but it was it's super dated. It was written yeah. in sixty one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard to read mm-hmm. because of some of the shit, the way that he spoke about women and the char- the women characters that mm-hmm. he had, mm-hmm. it was like hard to read. Mm-hmm. And then there was one, one line in particular. That made me cash out. And then I was just like, I just got to get through this. <laughs> and it was about how a woman had said nine out of ten women that are raped are, it's sort of their fault. And I was like, I'm out. Right. I'm out, dude. This is fucked. This is fucked. And that's the biggest but, complaint but that about was the book. The, that was the uh, general theme of misogyny back then. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but it's unreadable. It's so offensive. Like, it's just... That's hilarious. The notion is... It, like, it's just... It's yeah, sickening. Yeah, It's sickening. Anyway. There's there's a lot of misogyny in his writing. There is. Yeah. I'll never... I won't but read he, another but one But it's of a books. product of that generation. Sure. Sure. I'm just not of that generation. I actually find that quite a bit with science fiction books. There's a lot of it I'm that's I'm starting to discover it in music. From the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. Huh. Women as possessions. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking like it's, gross. It's blatant. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. It's it's uncomfortable to listen to because yeah. you're thinking, shit, I grew up on this song. I, I like this, this song. It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking gross, embarrassing. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wild. It is wild. It is wild. So after I read that, it put a real sour taste in my mouth for books. So I was trying to find a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. So I bounced <laughs> through a few books. A couple, I haven't finished them, but I'm like in the middle of reading two books about enlightenment and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then I started to read David Copperfield. Oh, wow. Uh, I started to read Dante's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> Just for is your reading. palate cleansed yet? <laughs> so um, uh, now I'm on the um, oh my god I'm on that's embarrassing I'm on the the Karamazov Brothers by um, Dostoevsky so some more light reading it's only 1400 pages mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Still, still plugging away I'm actually thinking of switching gears but I, I just haven't made up my mind yet mm-hmm. I haven't made up my mind if I'm just going to finish this trilogy and, and then move on or just let that last book linger mm-hmm. as something I'll get back to because there's a there's a, a story that I I am super, super curious about called The Three-Body Problem. Okay. Cool. Uh, it was actually recommended by my friend, Bernie. And uh, when I looked into it, um, they did a really good job of hinting to what it was about without giving anything away at all. Oh, that's fun. 
which I, I remember love. you talking about this. Yeah. It's on my list of, of and now they're making a fucking series out of it. Oh, Lord. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I better read the goddamn book before the series ruins it for me. Just like I've been watching Foundation on Apple TV and going, yeah, I don't remember the story having this. No. Then sure enough, it's like, no, they they took a lot of liberties with the storyline to make it more palatable for the TV audiences. God damn it. Because God forbid they should just leave it all science and not have to introduce drama. Relationships. Oh my God. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, hate it. Yeah, I haven't watched. But I, I heard something that made me go, ooh. Because Rendezvous with Rama. Uh-huh. You heard of this, this story? Didn't I read that book? You might have. About that object that passes through the solar system. And they decide to go and investigate it? Yeah, they go inside it. Yeah. It's all weird in yes. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. who fell in love with that story, mm-hmm. um, has been wanting to make it into a movie. Mm-hmm. But could just never get anybody interested in financing it. Because, let's face it. It's a weird book. It's a weird book. It's hard science. There's not a lot of people who would actually be interested in that movie, no. depending on how you sell it. Um, fucking uh, Denis Villeneuve, the guy who's currently finishing off the new Dune. Oh yeah, movies. Well, of course he's interested. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing Rama, mm. and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. Because cool. I, I trust him to pull it off. I trust him to pull it off. Now all I need is some good writing. Because the adaptation has to be done well. Because they could, they could do a... They could really do it justice or they could totally ruin it. They could totally ruin it. Hmm. I have... Because the overall, I think, theme of that book is just... The total strangeness of it all. Yeah. Ever, it's all about trying to figure out just what, what the, the fuck, is, f- going fuck is going on in here. Yeah. Who made this? Why? What are what are these things? What are they for? And it just keeps getting. Every question that's answered raises a hundred more. Yeah, I can't see it being a good movie. Like Again. I have zero excitement for it being a movie. No, I like it was a good like it was a good book, mm. but as were the follow up books. I don't know if you read any of them. No, I had read that they were awful. But anyway, it does doesn't matter. Mm. Um, Do you have a hard time visualizing it as a movie? Yeah, like it's just there's just so much of what the fuck is this. And it's such an important part of every facet of the inside of that vessel. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. And it drag like it's slow. I think the if somebody so were to adapt it in a manner 
along the lines of alien. Yeah, like a horror? Yes. It might float. Yeah. Because, yeah, they got to take Because there's yeah. some scary fucking shit in that thing. Potentially there yeah. is. Cuz there isn't anything like there like there is but way at the end. Yeah, but we don't know that they're not. That's just it. Right, but you don't even know that there's so much unknown and anticipation going on in that book. That's that, that's the whole thing of yeah. that book is the anticipation right. of it. And then in the last quarter, mm-hmm. things start to get a little gnarlier. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But that would make a good climax if you're taking the horror angle. I yeah, guess. I guess so. But I guess in my head, the, the build-up and anticipation mm-hmm. of three quarters of that book... Yeah is as important as that last quarter. Yes. But in a movie, it couldn't Hard be to that translate. way. Right. You can't do that. Right. Like you got to hit that climax. They'd have to early. add they'd have to add things that don't exist in the book. Yeah, like yeah. and quite a bit. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, then it's a different fucking then it's not the same. And that's and that's and that's me because mm-hmm. I don't watch anything that I've read. Because guaranteed they would have to put in a protagonist who tries to sabotage the fucking mission. Yeah, exactly. Right, and draw it out so that you never know whether they're fucking going to make it to the next level or not. And the things are actually trying to kill them and not just whatever they're doing. Yeah. The water scenes that are so important in the book are going to be like this long. Yeah. Like, oh. Mm -hmm. Those giant generators at the end. Mm -hmm. That book is way better now talking about it than it was when I read it. Because <laughs> it was just like that was fucking kind of stupid, right? But now that it's had a chance to percolate, yeah. Because now I'm just remember the 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 cool things about it. But yeah. when I read it, I was quite disappointed in it, mm-hmm. mostly because how it ended. Mm-hmm. It ended I'm like oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And then the author was like, well, I guess I better write another one then. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, no uh, one was expecting it to no. continue. And then the next book came out and it's like, oh, there's more to this story? Right. You it, didn't leave a cliffhanger at the end, so like, what else is there to say? Right. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest complaint people but there's had. another one. <laughs> what? Well, now that's stupid. Because there was only one. That was the whole point. Everything happens in threes. Boo. (laughs) Cliche. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. But they'll have to, they'll have to put that cliche like right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. They'll have to find a way to put that in there so that they can keep going back to it and going, see, we told you everything happens in threes. Mm -hmm. Ramens are weird that way. The answer to the life, the universe, and everything isn't 42. It's three. It's three. Well, it's divisible by three anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So thanks for tuning in. Y'all. 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 Bye. 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 Butts. Okay. Go now. Okay. Okay. Go put out your Christmas trees. Don't fucking do that. It's time. To wait until December. The soldiers died in world wars. 
Not even yet. So that you could put up your Christmas tree in November. Yeah, on that weekend. That's right. Yeah. Or before. Lest we forget our yes. Christmas tree. Correct. <laughs> Puppies for Christmas trees. 